You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer And Graham, it's football season, baby. It's finally football season. Week zero kicked off last week. We got to see Dakine, Dakesne's, Florida State. I've got. Um, uh, I didn't. I mean, I got it. My, I got my good news. I got the Ireland game. I didn't, I didn't even know that was happening last week. I would have mentioned that. Had no idea we were playing in Ireland this year. I'm. I America was. I mentioned the Nebraska failure to beat the Illini last year. Yes, and you covered Nebraska very well last week. And I think it's very funny that the same exact thing happened. I was like, you don't remember this? And you're like, no, why do I remember this? And then the exact <laughs> same movie happened, and the ending was the same. The plot, a little different. He blew two double-digit double leads, didn't, tried an onside kick up 11. Um, Scott Frost, and then he blamed his offensive coordinator, who's Mark yeah. Whipple, Whipple, who just delivered him – or excuse me, who just delivered Pitt – uh, an ACC championship and Kenny Pickett in the Heisman conversation. First oh, that's right. We did. We talked about that lateral move. That he was a coordinator there, but he took a better, a better job going to play for Scott Frost in Nebraska. Better job. Better job. Yeah. I don't know. Don't yeah. Know so this is why I think Pitt, who everyone's picking to go like eleven and one and beat Miami, I'm like, nah, I don't know if Pitt's going to be that good. They lost their quarterback, which was everything, their best wide receiver, and their offensive coordinator. But. But they have a USC quarterback transfer, so. Oh, there's USC quarterback transfers the, everywhere. JT Daniels the Jets is USC when, That worked for the Jets when they got Sam Darnold. Dude, I'm so sick and tired of hearing some <laughs> former USC quarterback's going to be good somewhere else. Like, JT Daniels, he's on his eighth team in 10 years as a college football player, and he's going to get a start for West Virginia against Pitt in the backyard brawl happening Thursday. We're recording here on a Wednesday because trainer oh, right. is jet-setting. Just so saying. tomorrow, when we're supposed to be recording, we should be watching Pitt and West Virginia. They're only like 70 miles apart from each other. My geography brain, and this is all jumping ahead, Pennsylvania and West Virginia seem far apart in my brain. Well, but so, And this, I've heard this this uh, rivalry t- took a pause, right? Because after oh, Pitt like 10 left years. the Big East, yeah. the Big East was West Virginia and Pitt were there. Pitt left Big East for ACC. West Virginia left after the Big 12. So this is going to be maybe than Woodstock '99. I feel like the back backyard brawl has a similar clientele. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like 2007. When did that happen? Probably the same clientele. No. Yes. I yeah. would love, I would love to be in the building for this. I would absolutely only if it's in uh, West Virginia. No, no, no. Me and West nope. Virginia people, we get along. Look at my face. I have a. Yeah, you look kind of cool. You look cooler than me. So yeah. You play hang. I, yeah. I would slip into a southern draw and be like, "Oh, hey, y'all." Bank robber, bank owner. There's a that we do have a bank robber, bank owner uh, look to us. I forgot to go ahead and give you the floor, and I'm going to go ahead and reintroduce the show and say, "Down in Texas, Graham Trainer." Yeehaw! And uh, I was going to say it was good to take a, a Dilf breather last week, but now we're on a a two game slide here. We got canceled on Trainer in the eleventh hour. Yeah. Last minute by a Bengals fan driving around with a cast and a Bengals AFC 
championship ring that he got from a Cracker Jack box. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and call him out. Adam Chenault promised he'd be on the show, flashed his Mm -hmm. Super Bowl participant ring while he was driving his truck, was like, look at me, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. I got to go. I'm a sports fan. I'm coming on your show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's hunting season. I'm like, whatever, nerd. Yeah, hunting's not a sport. Hunting is seems to be very fun and challenging, but I'll tell yes. you what. Like golf. The uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 not do it. Let's not do it. We gotta know our audience. There are hunters out there that are loyal <laughs> listeners. Hunt away, hunters. Don't forget football starts Thursday night and goes all the way to Monday this weekend. Should yeah, we? they're driving back in their uh, in their tundras. They just pulled an elk out. We're on the we're on the air on eight nine one K twelve at two p.m. Congrats to you hunters for ba- bagging one on day one. Yeah, there you go. Um, here's uh, here's something about my tundra that a person in a Tesla didn't like. Uh-oh. I I parked in there's Tes- Teslas up there now. Oh yeah, there's Teslas everywhere. One from Texas particularly honked at me when I parked it in the flex parking at the grocer. There's Tesla Elon? charges there. And she honked yeah. me, and I didn't know what she was talking about. And I got out. She goes, are you an electric car? I was like, I drive an 06 Tundra. Like, yeah. are you <laughs> electric How cars? How dare are you? And I go, no. <laughs> and then she said something to me again, and I blew my top. So if you're driving a Tesla around from Texas. That's, blew your top. <laughs> dude, I lost Did your hat that. fly off? No, no, but my mouth <laughs> ran. My mouth was like. You know what? There's a parking spot next to me. I didn't take the last Tesla spot. There's a parking spot next to mine. You just want to tell me what to do in this parking lot mm. because you can point at a sign that says Tesla parking. And you're like, I, just, I, I don't care. So, like, I don't care. What are you going to do? Call the cops? Flex Everything, parking. Everything's bigger in Texas, including entitlement. Yeah, and self-righteousness. Let's get off your high horse. Like, there's, you, you can park right here next to my truck if you'd like. I'm sorry if my Tundra diminishes the value of your car while it sits next to it in the grocer for 30 minutes give me a break i'm on lunch Woo! wow I'm, i was fired up that was a good one that was a good that was a good soapbox let's get into the huddle yeah actually i was gonna um i have a belated last week i forgot to mention my um experience with former pro football player Danny Amendola on a boat. Oh my gosh! How did how did we glaze over this story? Let's let's do story time with trainer. Also, trainer's worth mentioning. This guy went to an atmosphere concert at Red Rocks. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I may have gotten a haircut, like a dork, like a stockbroker, but still kind of cool. Still got some street cred going to Red Rocks on on a Sunday night on a school night. Oh damn! How yeah. was that? How was that flight the next day? It was bad. bad Six delays. Atmosphere is probably our age, if not older. I don't know how he still does it. Old, yeah, definitely older. Uh, Far side, Lupe. What's what's Lupe? The second part of that band. All I can think about is Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, and then um, Atmosphere. It was it was great. Lots of tall boy IPAs. Had some uh, Colorado uh, candy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Colorado, bro. Mm-hmm. Broncos are not going to win their division, by the way, and they're going to miss out on the wild Ooh, card. There you go, Denver bad. fans. Um, tell us, yes, tell the people about your experience with Danny Amendola. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pretty brief. So I got on, just kind of like walked up to him, eye to eye. So I looked up. He's wait, wait, listening. hold he on li- a second. Let's let's paint the setting here. You're getting on a boat. Getting on a boat. Getting on a boat. Just Danny. Hang out. A- Danny owned the boat. Did not own the boat. He just came up and introduced himself as Danny, and I was like. Huh. I feel like I feel like I've seen your face on a 
on a Yahoo fantasy sports website from, I don't know, 2013, 14, hmm. you know, kind of that little, like you've seen this guy before, yeah but didn't realize it until a ways in when I like, he took his sunglasses off and I was like, Oh, there it is. It's, it's Danny Amendola. I know this is. How He's did you break playing. that ice? So you're, so let's paint the setting here. You're on a big boat. Mm-hmm. And whoever's got a boat, if you have a boat, you're going to get some people to get on your boat. People love boats. I'm assuming you love boats. I love boats. Yeah, everybody loves boats. You always want a friend with a boat. So you're out there partying with these guys. And how many? How long did it take you to realize that you were partying with Danny Amendola? Probably at least two hours in. Okay, so how do you approach this? How do you say, how do you bridge the gap being like, hey, you're famous. And I didn't know you were famous, but now we're hammered together. So I'm, I might try to bridge this gap. Did there you mention a- you had a podcast? I did miss out on a podcast, but I did not get his. I did not get his digits. I did not sell myself like I w- should have. I, I have two. I have shame, no, and I wish I wouldn't have. Nobody gives a crap about somebody else's podcast. No, he Can't said. He said, "What do you mention that?" No, he even said. He even said, uh, "What do you do for work besides the podcast?" And I took that as a very high compliment, high praise. <laughs> what do I You're do like, what work? do you mean I just podcast, baby? <laughs> no, but he was very nice, very chill. What did you say? Though? What did you say? When? When did you? Oh, a girl, a girl broke the ice on accident. She was like, wait, you played for the Patriots? And I was like, oh, Texas Tech, Patriots. This is the Amendola, sunglasses off. How did you know he liked Texas Tech? I heard he was talking about playing there. Him and his friend who played safety there were talking about playing under Mike Leach. And I was like, oh, oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's here's a question. At what point during the Texas Tech conversation were you like, this guy might be the punter? (laughs) This guy was the backup to the backup for something. No, I no, I knew right away. Oh, you knew it was Danny once he said Texas Tech. Yeah, I just knew. I was like, I recognize this guy. Oh, Texas Tech's standout receiver. He's I could tell like his size, like his build. He looked he looked quick out there when he was wake surfing. I just knew it was him. He's had some right twitch. Away. He had some twitch yeah, about twitch. him that was like, twitch you know muscles. what? All, you you might be a pro wide receiver. Mm-hmm. What did you say to him when you were like, okay, I realize you're Dan, Damian Andola. I don't want to make this weird. I said, you were the darling of uh, hard knocks from the past. The Cowboys should never let you go. And I, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you snuck in. A, I love you. What? Nothing. I love, you. I love you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's what, you know, back, back in the day when the Cowboys were, when they were bad, when they were bad, they were on hard knocks. And they let him go to the practice squad. The Rams swooped in, took him, started mm-hmm. him, and the rest is history. When did Belichick get him? I don't know. A few years after the Rams took him over, and then and then the, the Patriots just like we need another uh, white five eleven wide receiver. Perfect, Amendola, you're up. Did he play lacrosse? Because Bill Belichick loves last players. I don't think he. I think he was. Just, he's just. He's just hard. Hard nosed Texas football player. All right, dude. Yeah, hanging out with dude. You're so you're so lofty now that you've moved to Austin compared to us common folk here in Jackson. Just hanging out with Danny Amendola, casually. No Tesla. Making, no Tesla. Well, don't get a Tesla because I'm going to yell Toyota at you. still. I'm still sorry I lost my cool on some <laughs> self-righteous Texan in a Tesla, but you had that coming. You can't park there. This does not, mm-hmm. this does not affect you. Just park here. I'm going to run in and grab a slice of pizza. I'm going to walk out. That's going to be the end of the transaction. I'm not she, hung up on it. I hope she's listening. She writes in to KHOL and wants to talk to you face-to-face. I, I apologize. Would, I will be happy to talk to her face-to-face. An apology I will not give out, but I'll I'll talk to her. No, no, she will apologize to you. Yeah, you can't honk your horn at somebody that's walking in front of your car and expect to have any other reaction after you told that person what to do than to be than to say what I said. 
Yeah, and electric and gas car, gas power car shamed you in a way. Yeah, I was too. like, are you an electric car? And I was in like, Wyoming. have you heard this thing fire up? There's a hole in the muffler. Like, <laughs> give me a break. This thing's not a – you know the answer to that. You just want to be like, aha, I tricked him. He said no. And I didn't say – I said no, and then I said some choice words. And then she honked no. at me again, and I said some choice words, and I continued on my way to eat my lunch. At the Whole Grocer. Sorry, Whole Grocer, for giving you bad press. Oh, no, it's not Whole Grocer anymore. It's the Elon Musk store. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Uh, no, Bezos. Bezos' store. Oh, yeah. Well, Bezos and Elon same, Musk same, are obviously in bed with each other since there's a Tesla parking at the every uppy Whole Foods. <laughs> God, let's get into the huddle before I blow my top. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on. Your quote and question of the week and your goat of the week. Afterwards, we're going to go ahead and pick division winners in the NFL. And if we have time, pick our division winners by conference and see who's going to play in the conference championship in college football because football is back. Let's flip that. Let's go college first, NFL next because we got all next week if you want to do NFL that. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Not to micromanage. This is your show. I was I was waiting for that, Tra- trainer. I'm gonna. I want to apo- apologize to you. <laughs> yeah, you you don't look don't 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 patronize me. What's your good news of the week? Mine is yeah, week zero happened. <clears throat> Nebraska's already zero and one. They That's lost hilarious. the the air lingus. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a move in the bedroom. Yeah, that sounds uh, like something air, else. Air lingus college football classic in Dublin, and yeah, they lost Northwestern. What is our obsession with that's it's very funny, but what is our obsession with playing in Ireland slash London when it comes to football? Like that's the next place that football is going to like take hold. Yeah, I would I would guess a million different places besides across the Atlantic Ocean. Actually, I mean, a million different places, but southern Canada and Mexico, like there's plenty of football fans there. There's going to be another. Is this year there's another Mexico City game? I think there's one this year. I feel like it's like Cardinals Raiders or something. They kind of pick fan bases that that um just like the I was about to say the state of Mexico, the country of Mexico like has love for the Chargers, the Raiders, yeah. Arizona, uh, the Cowboys a little bit. Maybe maybe the Texans, probably not. Well, they're right there along our southern border, right? Yeah. So it makes yeah. total sense. They're the closest geographical teams. It just feels like. You can't really play in Mexico City because it's like 10,000 feet in the air. <laughs> I forget how tall Mexico I City think, is. I think they're – this is my – okay, how about this? They have those massive – those uh, football stadiums over there in the yeah. U.K. that are huge. They can charge more money probably at those, and that's and they're probably just trying to show off the product and be like, we're the NFL. This is cooler than your um, Manchester United. Manchester U. In the dump right now. In the dump road. That's talking Uh-oh. soccer. Um, what was your good news of the week? Just Nebraska lost. Oh, just it's we're, we're, uh, we got week zero behind us. Uh, we got on to week one with three top 25 matchups this week. Yes. We'll get into these later, I'm, I'm sure. But since he at Arkansas, the one Massey's looking forward to, yes, uh, Oregon and Georgia are playing at the Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. Notre Dame is playing at Ohio State. My co workers, on these, yeah, big my, spreads. My co workers, who is a Ducks fan, is going to Atlanta. Oh, I like it. And then and then Massey to look forward to week two already. Baylor at BYU. Are you going to Provo? 
I could. I loved pro. I loved the stadium there. It was so sick. And the reason I've been high on BYU was because of that Virginia game that I went to, and I was like, these guys. I mean, granted, Virginia's defense couldn't do it. These either. guys are not a party. But that that was not. But the the little <laughs> army brats, not army brats. The army. What are they called when they're Mormon ROTC brats? ROTC guys? They couldn't. Mm. You know how they do push ups? They fire a cannon and do push ups after every score for the amount of score that they did. They couldn't do any more push-ups with how many points BYU put up. Oh, that's yeah. That was like a what, I think that, forty-eight to thirty something game, and like BYU scored like a hundred points in the second half. Yeah, I, I know think the, the, over, the math's under, not good there. But. Yeah, the over/under I'm gonna guess was like at sixty, and they got to it at, by halftime. Yeah, I was like, these guys can score. Now I don't know anything at all about BYU besides my recency bias, but they've rocketed up people's charts. I'm not oh, the these only. Mormons! These Mormons can score, mass. Well, they have the the schedule in order. Like they have a. What do we think about last year about Cincinnati? They needed to beat Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and they needed to beat Indiana. Indiana was a complete fraud last year. BYU. I'm gonna have to look up their schedule real quick, but they have so many more significant games than that Cincinnati team to enter into the uh, college football playoffs. So it's it was one of those things where. Yeah, they're playing reigning Big Twelve. They're playing the reigning Big Twelve champion. I mean, Baylor Bears, top ten team. Like that's pretty pretty admirable team to throw on your schedule this early. So they play Baylor week two. They play Oregon week three. They played mm-hmm. Notre Dame the first week in October. They play Arkansas. What? They play East Carolina. Holy smokes, that's far away. Uh, and Boise State and Stanford. That's that's one. Two, three, four, five power five teams, a couple of which are preseason four, top four 25. top twenty preseasons. Yeah. Yeah. So they have four games in order to boost that that like magical committee number, whatever it is. I'm not sure what it is, but they have the schedule in order to do this. So don't don't bash me on BYU. They're coming. I'm not bashing you. You you just said as soon as the playoff committee puts it at eight, they're a lock for the fifth seed. So I, I and I wait a I, minute. I agree they don't you. play Utah here. They play Utah State. Where's the Holy War? I think the Holy War got canceled because it's too it's too scary. It's too religious. Oh man. Okay. But All this right. is kind of a Holy War. That this Branch Davidians versus Mormons. This is great. It's <laughs> 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 a good point. Never thought about that. A Holy War. Between two sections, whatever it is. Um, my good news of the week. Dak Prescott. What? Dak Prescott's QB. What am I trying to say? Situation QB one is with QB one with QB one without competition. He has no competition <laughs> for QB one because the Cowboys cut every single one of their backup quarterbacks. Now God, he's that good. Yeah, they were like, you know what? He's proven to be durable over the year, so let's just not have any Whoa. more quarterbacks. Even Brady, even Tom Thomas Brady, even has a backup, Massey. That's how good Dak is. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So it, are the Cowboys just doing some roster moves so they can put some people in the IR and move some people around before? The season starts. This is just a blip in the I radar guess. and clickbait, right? I get, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some, yeah, there's some finagling, some pup listing, some IRing, like you said. Um, I don't know if they're going to grab maybe Drew Brees. He's not doing NBC Sports anymore. No, he definitely so not. He was pretty bad. He'd be a good backup. I'd like him as a backup. Sean Payton. Oh, that's how we get Sean Payton. We get Drew Brees as the backup, and then we <clears throat> we recruit Sean Payton for next year. Sean Payton is Sean Payton is 
every Sunday is sitting in a hotel room waiting for his number to be called. In a Dallas Fort Worth. He lives in a hotel? hotel. No, he's just gonna be on starting he's gonna get to Dallas every home game. He's gonna get to Dallas, Fort Worth, and stay mm-hmm. in a hotel room just in case Jerry Jones hits that button and Mike McCarthy goes down into the underground bunker Uh-oh. and into uh Nothing good happens she, there. Yeah, and Jerry Jones underground bumper, and out, out comes Sean Payton at halftime, like Bobby Boucher in the Bourbon Bowl. That's that's what happened to Wade Phillips last last time he um, he he took the took the field as the Cowboys head coach, and then and then he won a Super Bowl with the uh, with the Broncos. Bronco country, let's ride. Bronco country, let's ride. Also, one question about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones loves having his coaches sweat. Mike McCarthy, arguably one of the mm-hmm. biggest dum dums in head coaching and at current head coach. He, um, Jerry Jones loves just being like, well, we're seeing uh, maybe Mike McCarthy. If he doesn't do well, then we'll have to reconsider him, coach. It's already, it's not. We haven't played a game yet, and Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat. He's just a good GM, you know. Jerry's a good GM. He just wants to make sure. Play, uh, coaches, not players. He treats his coaches like players. Like he wants to, he wants them to be always worried about their job week to week. I have other good news. It seems like baseball. Here it is. Oh, baseball! Baseball is getting people in the mood. Did you see this thing at the Oakland A's stadium? No. What happened at the A's? The Coliseum. Um, without getting into specific details, there was some tomfoolery going on in the stands, way out in the outfield, upper deck. No one else was around, but the cameras caught. Nope, there's nobody at those games. The cameras caught <laughs> two people and enjoying each other's company a little too closely. And Oh, Aer Lingus? Yes, and then, uh, <laughs> and then there was, uh, at a Blue Jays games, two people got caught sharing each other's company as well, and I'm just wondering why baseball gets the people going. It's the balls and the bats and the strikes. All right. I can dirt. see it. I mean, these are wife material. You're like, hey, babe, you want to go to a game? And next thing you know, you're 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 fooling around a little bit, and you're like, hey, this is kind of exciting. Baseball seems kind of fun. I mean, the games are nine hours. You got to do other stuff while you're there. That's wife material, in my opinion. What's your critical number of the week? I got two. Two. Baseball heavy. 1937 is the first one. Oh, I'm sure this is some record that on rainy Thursdays, no one has ever thrown a no-hitter or something. Yeah, uh, last time people fornicated at a baseball game. No, this is the last time there was a National League Triple Crown winner, and it was Paul Goldschmidt. Or oh. sorry, Paul, Gold, Paul Goldschmidt is on pace to be a Triple Crown winner in the National League for the Cardinals. You may know Paul Goldschmidt Massey from the 2011 Mobile Bay Bears uh, farm team. Do that's what I. That's why when you said Paul Goldschmidt, I said old oh, Paul Goldschmidty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free Goldschlagers if he hits a cycle. Down I like there. that idea. That's a good, that's a good promo night. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. All right. So, what does the triple crown mean? Triple crown. Oh, most home runs, best average, and most RBIs in that league. The All last right. player to do it was Miguel Cabrera in the American League. I want to say around when he was when Paul was on the Bay Bears. I want to say around 2011. When was when that happened? All right. Give me give me your other critical number. Four hundred four hundred and fiftieth. Somebody's home run. Is that wait, wait, is that Pool Host yeah. Pool Host's yeah. home run? It, yes, he hit he's hit a home run in his career off uh, four hundred now four hundred and fifty different baseball pitchers in major league baseballs. And that was for his six hundred and ninety-fourth home run. And now he's only three away from passing A Rod. He's been on a tear since he went to the Cardinals. It's kind of a cool story. 
Yeah, uh, somebody performing late in their in baseball, late in their career, hitting home runs. Either the pitchers are throwing him lobs, or he's on steroids. Nope. No, no, say that about Kuhls. Yeah, that guy is probably on steroids. No, there's a there's a DH in the National League. He got lucky, but it's working out for him. So yeah, he's like, you know what? Here's an 85 mile an hour fastball down the middle. Let's see if Pujols can just yank this one out and make him uh make him. Let's make this guy some money the end of his career so they're fixed they're fixing the game is what you're saying for, for but isn't there uh, for something Pujols. like that isn't, isn't there isn't there some aren't there some pitchers that like have lob some to some old timers just to kind of like let them go like during blowouts and stuff like is, isn't there a culture of that in baseball just a little bit there's so many unwritten rules i can't keep track i don't know the kid the kids today, I don't think the kids today respect the the old man's game as much. So I don't think they want their egos checked like that. You could be right. I don't know the context of all these home runs, whether they were clutch or whether they were in blowouts and the pitchers like, I'd rather just throw some easy balls and not strain my arm anymore because we're down 18 to zero. But you might be right. I don't know. I didn't investigate. All right. Well, let's just let's just cheer for something nice in baseball. Pools, yeah, be, be another steroid abuser, A-Rod. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Hank Aaron, still the goat. My critical number of the week, 87 years old. Ooh. Joe Biden. Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Leader of the free world. Um, 87 is how old Lee Corso is. The icon of college game day. Lee Corso is 87 years old. And honestly, I thought he was done five to ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I thought he was especially done when Kirk Herbstreet looks over at Lee's notes and starts finishing his sentences for him. It's one of those things where, like, everyone is worried about Lee Corso. The year he retires, he's going to be like Joe Paterno, uh, Paul Bear Bryant, yeah, yeah, and just without football, the man won't live. And so we're all we don't want that to happen. But no. it is it is hard to watch Pollock sit there in the center of of Desmond. Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet, and then there's Lee Corso. And every now and then, Pollock, big chested Pollock, is allowed to sit on the panel. And you can just tell that it's like we're starting to squeeze Lee Corso out of there. There's, oh, there's yeah, too yeah. many room for five chairs. We need four chairs. We need to send Lee Corso out in a hero's way. Does that make sense? Yeah, like a Viking, like put him on the boat and fire the arrows, the fire, the flames. I wasn't quite thinking about murder. <laughs> Um, but if he wants well, no, a Viking it, funeral and one of his last consensually, wishes, sure. Consensually. Well, uh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm not, I don't want to kill, I don't want to kill Lee Corso. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's, ha- I don't want to kill him either. All know, right. The, the well, hero's way though. Yeah. But it, on the record, let's not murder Lee Corso. Uh, okay. All right. That, that really landed. Let's, uh, let's continue to do your stuck on this. No, week, I, I don't, but I know you're saying like the HR person for ESPN is always like, uh, what's Lee going to say this week? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they're sitting there on the edit button. I mean, it, it's just, it's just hard to see. It's amazing that he's still doing it. 87 years old. I didn't know Bear Bryant. So Bear Bryant had the retire and pass away thing that Joe I think he did. retired in, I think he retired in like 18 months later, he passed away. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to fact check that. But go ahead. What is your what is your stuck a on? A man, a man needs a purpose, Massey. I mean, um, my me. stuck on was the yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a it's a can't we all just get along? The Brian Robinson story, the carjacking, a couple 15, 17 year olds. Um, the cool part of the story is he's okay, obviously. Yes. And that he wrestled the gun away from one of the guys, but he was shot by suspect number two. 
uh, twice in the legs, uh, no life-threatening, nothing, nothing crazy happened in terms of like medicals and he will make a full recovery. But yeah, just one of those tough things when a shooting happens in sports and we talk about sports. So it comes up and it's also, yeah, I getting shot during a carjacking must stink, especially when you're Brian Robinson, you're, you're leading the depth chart for the Washington football team. People are saying Brian Robinson might be the real deal. We don't know. He's an un, yeah, he might take rookie, over. He might take over here. Yeah. Um, the rumor circulating that he hmm. shot himself with his own gun. And like Plaxico Burris. Yeah, there's a couple of people that have done this. Um, who did it on another Alabama player? Uh, another Al- was he play for the Raiders? He was no, he was playing for <laughs> Alabama. He was playing for Alabama at the time. I can't believe I can't remember the story. And he was caught in a drive-by. And hmm. there wasn't like a criminal investigation opened. It was like, if one of your star players gets shot, you need to open up a criminal vesi- investigation and find that guy. And there, and everyone's like, nah, he's all right. It's all good. Wait, what? I don't remember this. This is like totally up, going over my head. This is, this is a memory I accessed just now from a dusty file cabinet in my, in my head. So I, was I, this, was this kind of buried? Was this on like, you no, know, Nick Saban kept it, kept a tight lid on it. This is only on Alabama fan newsletter. Yeah, this is like the undertones, you know. It's like, well, he's he got shot and hurt. And Nick Saban was like, and that's all the details we have. And I think he ended up playing like the next week too. Yes, mm-hmm. Coach Paul Bear Bryant retired in '82. He died in January 26, 1983. Damn, right before I was born. Didn't yeah. get to meet him. Uh, no, I don't think you could. My stuck on. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Article 14, Section A of the new NCAA rules. Oh, this is like critical number. I'm trying to guess it, but I, I, I have no idea. This comes. This is a definition of a defensive player, and defenseless, defenseless player. And it says uh-huh. is one who, because of their physical position and focus of concentration, is especially vulnerable to injury when in, um, or, excuse me, focus of concentration is especially vulnerable to injury. Example A: a player in the act or just after throwing a pass. This includes a player in passing posture with focus downfield. Does that mean you can't hit a quarterback when you, when they're passing? In the sounds like it. Yeah, like I'm sure this is not going to make college fans mad for the first month and a half it's implemented. No, this sounds like it'll just go over very smoothly, and yeah, it'll be a quick transition. Yeah, nobody will. Nothing to notice. Nothing to notice here. Move along. 15-yard penalty because you hit the quarterback while he was throwing the ball because he was looking at a receiver downfield. In football, you're allowed to play defense, but it's getting harder and harder to play defense. This rule specifically seems like, hey, you're not allowed to play defense. This sounds like not to bash on ladies lacrosse, but ladies lacrosse, you can't guard a shot when they're shooting on the net and you have to freeze in place in some. I don't really understand the rules. But it seems like they've dumbed it down enough in college football where it's like, just let the quarterback pass. And def- you're going to have to defend the pass some some way else besides sacking the quarterback. So this this is kind of like this has already been implemented in the NFL for a while, this specific article, it sounds like. I feel like this was like introduced defenseless player stuff. So we're kind of like making this a part of college football now, too, because you can't you can barely like touch anybody in, in on offense in the NFL. Oh, I thought for sure that it was going to go college football up. So you're saying it's it going like, NFL down. I, I feel like this. Yeah, I feel like this is like going. Maybe you're right. Maybe the, maybe the specificity of this 
article has is starting in college and they're like kind of like in baseball where they they put they try out stuff in the minor leagues and they put it they implement it in the MLB if they vote on it but I feel like this has already been happening in the NFL it seems like this sounds like um all the you know all the old school complaints about just like 90s basketball versus the modern day basketball it's like you can't you can't play old school basketball anymore you You can't can't. punch people in the mouth when they're shooting layups anymore what kind of sport is this so I don't know. I don't know. And if this seems this seems familiar to me, but I could be wrong. It's going to be hard. It's um, whenever we're making rule changes when it comes to hitting people, it's always hard because people tune into football to see the big hits. But we're kind of realizing that maybe colliding two hundred fifty pound linebackers with two hundred pound quarterbacks ends in someone getting hurt, and it's usually the quarterback. But still, it seems like. That's such ingrained and part of the game that it's like hard to hard to wrap my head around when someone is throwing a deep ball that you can't just annihilate them. I know, I know. All right, trainer, give me your quote slash question of the week. I'm gonna f them up. Oh, that is Baker Mayfield talking mm-hmm. about when he's gonna start against the Browns. Reports have it that he those weren't his exact words. Allegedly, Sam Darnold could still win this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sam Darnold's so bad. I would put Matt Corral over Sam Darnold. I'd be like, let's just. Oh yeah, I forgot about Matt Corral. Sam, thanks for being in the room. Just teach Matt a couple things, thing or two. Um, Baker Mayfield, why? I don't. My brain says he's not going to be good, but somewhere deep down, that I don't tell, uh, you know, I don't talk about at cocktail parties. Part of me thinks Baker's still good. Why? Why is that? Uh, because we, I, I didn't think that. I didn't really think Carson Wentz was totally gone until he had an awful cult season. I didn't think Sam Darnold was as bad as I thought it was all the Jets fault until we played for the Panthers. We have this because of the pedigree of the pick atop these, these guys we're talking about, they were all picked in the top at least five of their drafts, Darnold Wentz and now Baker that you're just like, Oh, the second team and went and uh, sorry, when Jameis Winston is proving us, Proving the other side, yeah, he played really well. Then he got hurt. We'll see what happens there. But he's kind of going the other direction. While hopefully he and Baker, I'd like to see Baker succeed for the Panthers. They're going that way. While those other players that we, you know, they trade, they tra- it's like the transfer portal, and then it's like, all right, you're out of you're out of chances, buddy. Like you suck. You just suck at this. You're so. right. Sam Sam Darnold, uh, still not that good. Yeah, Josh Rosen, uh, Cardinals to the Dolphins, sucked on the Dolphins. It, that you're done, man. That's it. He got cut from the Bears, I think. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Alex Leatherwood got picked up Poor by the Bears. Um, my quote of the week. I have two of them. I can just I can oh. just do one. But and neither uh, are Bakers. I thought we'd be cycling. No, no, no. Uh, so there was a Brewers game, and the Brewers game puts up tweets that you send to a certain account, and they'll paste it on the jumbotron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so when the Brewers pasted it, it was like, happy birthday, Jim, from your birthday buddy, Dan. And it was like, mm-hmm. happy birthday, Dan, from your birthday buddy, Jim. And like it goes through and at the bottom, <laughs> this is part of the quote, but there's another, there's a, another underlayer to this. It said the, the thing on the, the tweet on the scoreboard said, Mark, your friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. <laughs> Just put this poor man mark in the friend zone 
at Brewer Stadium, who's second in the NL right now. Mm-hmm. So they – Christian Yelich tweeted after mm-hmm. the game. He said, down two in the eighth inning, the dugout looked up and saw this and said, let's win, let's win one for Mark. You, we got you, man. They were down two in the eighth, and they came back and won the game for oh. friend zone Mark. Way to go, Christian Yelich, for being like, you know who needs, you know who needs us to win right now? You, Mark, and we're here for you. Yeah, at least at least the lady didn't put her name. You know, love Samantha or best wishes Samantha. Yeah, yeah, uh, XOXO. You know, like like something like very plutonic. No, just OO, just hugs, yeah. only hugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, hugs and the occasional mm-hmm. the occasional like oh I meant to kiss you in the cheek but it, we accidentally locked lips. Oh, whoops! <laughs> it's a it's a rom com. It's like Mark, don't get your hands off me. Um, Friend zone. Well, good thing for Chris. Thank God for Christian Yelich being like. And and the whole Brewers dugout being like, damn, someone needs to pick me up. Mark, we got you, homie. Um, That's why baseball is great, Massey. They, the, the players in the dugout can look at the Jumbotron and interact with the, with the Twitter feed. You know, that's just that's a sport. That That is a real sport. My yeah. other quote comes from the one and only Jim Harbaugh when asked about his two-quarterback system. Not his two-quarterback system, but him. he's starting – um, Cade McNamara, who took them all the way to the college football playoff last year, beat Ohio State, won a Big Ten championship. He's going he's to start this week versus CSU. Next week, J.J. McCarthy will start versus Hawaii. Vanderbilt absolutely destroyed Hawaii, like in a, in a Three Stooges-style fashion. I watched some highlights. Hawaii people were running into each other, like couldn't tackle. The fact that Vanderbilt hung 50 or 60 on them could show you the caliber of their team. So That's because Saban, Saban took all the, all the talent from Hawaii, Massey. That's what happened there. That's not a bad, that's not a bad call. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not spot the lie. Not saying you're wrong. Spot the lie. All right, so when asked about it, Jim Harbaugh said, said this. So many people have asked, how do you come to that decision? Was it based on some NFL model? No. It was really biblical. Solomon. He was known to be a pretty wise person. <laughs> I think what Jim is re- referencing to when two women who claimed motherhood to the same baby came up to Solomon and asked which person should have the baby, and he said, you should just cut the baby in half. Huh. And one of the women said, please don't cut my baby in half. Just, mm-hmm. let, just let the other woman have the baby. And Solomon said, oh, we have a winner. You are the mother for not wanting to murder a child. Here's your baby. I think he's saying that he doesn't want J.J. McCarthy to transfer. Oh. He doesn't want one quarterback. He wants two quarterbacks, and he doesn't want to split a baby in half. Do you know this old Solomon? The Book of of Solomon? (laughs) I think that's what it was, wasn't it? Am I talking about something else? The Book of what? Mormon? Solomon. Saul? Never heard. Better call Saul? Saul? Better call Saul. Man, I went to Sunday school for a long time. Not to, oh uh, yeah, this I, is yeah. Sorry, I'm you know that's an old parable, to, right? No one wants to cut babies in half. Their mothers rather see the baby live than getting it just its legs. It's beautiful. I love learning something new. I learned something about um, women's lacrosse and then a biblical uh, moment from Massey's childhood. Honestly, women's lacrosse is super confusing. I it's I watched a little bit of it. Uh, in college, and it was like, why is everyone stopped like frozen still? And it's because like the offense was taking a shot or something. I was it was very confusing. Uh, uh, don't 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 come at me, 
about women's lacrosse rules. I didn't make the rules. I just observed them. All right, give me your Who's coming at you? The Tesla owner? Yeah, the Texas Tesla owner. If you're a Texas Tesla (laughs) owner, I got beef. Uh, Give me your goat of the week, Trainer, before we get into Um, our college football. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Gruden and the Raiders are sharing this this week. Um, John Gruden is saying he's ashamed of his emails. You know, man, really screwed up here, man. Man, my career is running out of lifespan, man. Go Raiders. Um, And the Raiders... Uh, while he and Mayock were in charge, they've now cut another one of their first rounders, uh, Alex Leatherwood, Leatherwood from Alabama, um, 2021 right. first round pick after they've already had to cut ties with Henry Ruggs and I forgot the other guy's name from the 2020 draft, but yeah, Josh three, Jacobs. Three, no, not Josh Jacobs. He's close though. Um, this guy was a defensive back for Ohio state. And I'm just like really, really drawing a blank on his name, but that's three first round picks in the past two drafts before this most recent one that they've already cut ties with their first round picks. Well, that's because John Gruden and the Raiders organization doesn't seem like they can draft players that well. No, but now, now it's, now it's Josh McDaniels, you know, a fresh, fresh set of eyes. Do you think Josh McDaniels is just going to let Devontae Adams just run down the field or is he going to implement like running back like committee where Josh Jacobs will be part of some five headed running back monster and they're going to just throw like, cute passes to the wide receivers or do you think they're gonna let Derek Carr loose a little bit I think they're gonna let Derek Carr loose a little bit but he's got I mean God Carr's got weapons he's got Waller he's got our our old guests uh drunk Hunter Renfro and then now he's got Devonta Adams who can kind of play that shifty Debo Samuel out of the backfield bubble screen role that he was dominating with uh the Packers Aaron Rodgers so he's definitely going to use some of that and kind of keep him because McDaniels used a lot of you know pass catching running backs like James White and those guys back in the day for the Patriots. So yeah, I see that a lot of, a lot of out of the backfield catches. I agree. I I just like where I, I sneaky like the Raiders, but they play in such a hard division. Um, my goat of the week, it was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio, but we've, I think the internet has covered that. Um, well, I missed, I missed something that you wait, what happened? Uh, Someone looked back at Leo's dating history, and he Uh-oh. he dumps everyone after they turn twenty five, and so he's oh, got. That, I've, I've done that for years. Yeah, yeah. It just recently became reviral because he's dating another uh, Russian supermodel, which I think is married to some sort of uh, S- Syrian drug lord or gun smuggler or something. That can't be an issue, right? Currently, or ex of. Currently dating somebody's wife. He's dating a wife. Okay, he's the other man. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. So I, I let's let's get past Leo in case we get in trouble with <laughs> somebody from. Yeah, Leo's never been in a sports movie actually, so we can't talk about him. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Um, my other goat is James Harden. What what did what did Fat Boy do? Uh, James Harden had a birthday, and and just like you thought James Harden was gonna be celebrated, the baby gave him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Quarter million dollars for his birthday, which I'm assuming the baby gave him a quarter million dollars. Was like, hey, let's get our all our friends and go out and just spend all this money. That's what you you don't just pocket a quarter million dollars and say, hey, thanks. You hire a jet and go to Vegas, right? Yes, I would think so. You you, you spread the wealth. You're, you're being handed money by the baby. Yeah, there's video of that, yeah. and then there's video of James Harden with his sunglasses on on a yacht at night, and they hand him his birthday cake, and he just. Unlike you said, in a very diet conscious way, took the birthday cake and just tossed it over his shoulder into the ocean. Wow. 
Yeah, he was like, he's, I don't need any more calories. He's all in. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't want this birthday cake. It's gonna give, it's gonna get me fat, and just chunked it over the edge. He wants to be, he wants to win a title with the Sixers. That's I, adorable. Uh, James Harden, James Harden baffles me all the time, and I, I'm, I think everyone is not fooled by James Harden anymore and all his shenanigans. So was this, was this on Leo's yacht? It could have been on Leo's yacht. Hmm. It really, it really yeah. could have. Um, he's uh, he's pretty big. Speaking of, Leo, Leo has James Harden's old body. James Harden's old body. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to let's get to college football. We're going to give you conference winners, but as we back up, we're going to give you conference championship games that we're going to predict, and then we're going to give you the conference winners, which will lead itself into the college football playoff. But also, should we talk a little bit about the marquee games this this week? Yeah, and week yeah. One? Let's circle back on those. We talked about the backyard brawl that's going to happen tomorrow. We're recording on a Wednesday because, again, trainers jet setting. Mm-hmm. I had circled on my on my list here something that everyone is looking forward to, and that is Oregon under with Bo Nix under the old Georgia's defensive coordinator's tutelage. Oh, no one knows Georgia's defense better than Dan Dan Lanning. Maybe his name is. Let me, sure. let me check. Let me check. Oh, got Todd, check my notes for me. They are going to Atlanta in in a neutral field, quote unquote, to play the defending champion Georgia Bulldogs. I don't think anyone. Wait, Georgia, any, what did Georgia do? They won a championship. Oh, they they beat Alabama in a championship. So did Clemson. <laughs> Alabama's lost some championships. It's okay. Um, his name is yeah Dan Lanning, UGA's. UGA, uh, UGA's, I think it was defensive quarter. He might have been the offensive coordinator. He is now at Oregon traveling to Atlanta to play Georgia. I'm going to go ahead and give him my prediction. I think Georgia's going to beat the absolute hell out of Oregon. Georgia yeah, 70. and the points. Whoa. I mean, it's 70-point spread. That caught my eye because uh, Notre Dame also is a dog to Ohio State by 17. So these are big spreads. Um, yeah, neutral field my butt. Yep. So, yeah, I'd say – I'd say I agree with you. Ah, man, with the points. Yeah, I think you're right. Seven. I mean, I think uh, new new hot body, thick jointed um, Stetson. Yeah, you're gonna light him up. The Pac-12, Pac-12 don't play no defense except for Utah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to, yeah. we'll get to Utah in a second. You, I mean, obviously, I had Notre Dame at Ohio State going to the horseshoe. Ohio State's favored by 17, and I picked Ohio State in the points. I think Ohio State is a wagon. They took, they're going to take last year, their loss to Oregon, their loss to Michigan. They're going to use that as motivation. They have the, one of the best offenses in the country. They just upped their defensive coordinator uh, by getting Oklahoma State's old defensive coordinator, which I forgot his name. But defense has to be better. That is the big question mark. If Ohio State can play a little bit of defense this year, all they got to do is defend a 50-point offense you know yeah and cj stroud's gonna probably light him up does that take away from the fact that your notre dame pick for the college football final is gonna go ahead and be on the rocks week one a little bit i actually kind of want to revisit that who did you have again because i need to go ahead and start thinking about next week miami (laughs) don't laugh miami has an elite schedule they'll play clemson in the regular season texas the unranked texas my Uh miami clemson the unranked texas who i picked up win the big 12 Mm. and Ohio State. Okay, good to know. Good to know for next week. I'll put a, I'll put a pen in that. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to... We I'm should gonna, do this every two weeks. I want to see how Texas looks against Alabama before I drop them. 
I'm going to, I'm going to sit pretty with Notre Dame, see what happens. I'm going to roll the dice. All right. All right. I'll keep my eye on you. What do you, well, all right. I have this, <laughs> I have another game. Um, I have another game, maybe because it's expectations, but it's another ACC team. I have NC State circled this weekend. They're going to ECU down there in Greenville, North Carolina. They're favored by 11. Devin Leary, NC State's quarterback, is getting a lot of press. They had a lot of hype around them last year. They returned a good core of their team. I want to know how NC State does against kind of a sleeper East Carolina team who's mediocre, middle of the pack in their conference. But how are they going to be able to take on the games they should win? Does that make sense? NC State being like NC ranked State, in the top, yeah. in top 15 and like having some expectations. They're having yes. expectations. Uh, last year, they had a little bit of expectations. They outperformed mm-hmm. themselves just a little bit. Lost some games they should have won. I don't I for whatever reason I cannot wrap my head around NC State being in contention for the ACC title. That's true. That's true. I mean they're playing they're in they're in the um the Atlantic with Clemson, right? Oh. No. I think they're on that side of the coin cuz I was looking through the coastal and I didn't I didn't see I don't think I saw NC State cuz I was trying to pick the coastal side. Um This is the bet. All right. So this is kind of the most expectations we've had out of the ACC in a couple of years cuz we have Outside of Clemson, we yeah, have par- some Miami. Parody, some, cha- some not just like, oh, put Clemson down and move on with your life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's Miami, NC State, Pitt. All are kind of in that similar conversation where Clemson is absolutely going to be so dominant on the defensive line that I don't think anybody's going to beat Clemson. Uh, maybe Miami in the regular season. But I, I just – I just, I have it kind of opposite in our, in our pick But anyway, it's uh, – ACC is interesting. I, I will take NC State, but I think ECU is going to cover the spread. 11 points is the spread. I think East, I'll just take NC State or ECU in the points. How do you say that? ECU in the points. Okay. E- ECU ECU is going to lay the points. Lay the points. I don't know gambling right. linger that well. NC State's going to NC State's going to lay the points. That means they're going to. You think the you think the Pirates are going to cover? Yeah, Pirates are going to cover. Yeah, yeah. NC State plays at Clemson. They're in the same division as Clemson, so. That that covers that. All right. Any other games we want to highlight before we uh, before we pick our champs? Nothing. We're good. Cincinnati's at Arkansas. That's an interesting one. Just yeah. to start off, another top twenty matchup. But yeah. No, no. That's that's something I neglected. You're totally right. Arkansas. We has an. You incredible. just won't take Arkansas seriously. No, I won't. I I, I think their <laughs> I think their quarterback is electric. They have just a hell of a schedule. I mean, I mentioned they played. <laughs> They play at BYU going to at Provo. So let me look up their schedule. But Arkansas SEC went, West schedule, yeah. What's very funny, they have an SEC West schedule. They Texas AM and Arkansas both went eight and four. And Arkansas is like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be awesome. And Texas AM is like, one more season like that, and we're gonna fire Jimbo Fisher. But Arkansas has Cincinnati, which Cincinnati doesn't have CJ uh Spiller anymore, right? No, CJ Stroud. Uh, Riddler. CJ Riddler? Riddler, Desmond Riddler, Sauce Gardner's gone. Um, yeah, so they they they're missing some key pieces. No one's really looking at Cincinnati to do as well as they did last year. But Arkansas has Cincinnati Week One, South Carolina, Texas A and M Week Four, Alabama Week Five, Mississippi State Week Six, BYU Week Seven, Auburn Week Eight, LSU Week Ten, Ole Miss Week Eleven. And uh, finish off with Missouri. So Arkansas has got a hell of a schedule. They're looking to make some noise. I think they will. They're gonna they're gonna beat Cincinnati. I don't I don't know what the point spread is there, but uh, 
I got a random question. All right. I think that one's six. I think it's Arkansas by six. It um, is. is LSU have any expectations? Like we don't talk about them. Like Brian Kelly's first season is just like, hey, just see what he does and then we'll move on. Or LSU has expectations about Brian Kelly. They think they're going to get Brian Kelly and all of a sudden be an SEC West contender. I right. think the Brian right Kelly yeah. area is era because all the recruits from Louisiana go to LSU. There is no other college. If you're a big time football high school football player in Louisiana, you go to LSU. They had to have. The recruiting ground is just so ripe with talent. And they all, like, if you go to a Louisiana high school football game, guaranteed one of the teams is purple and gold. Yeah. So you're saying internally, if they go seven and five, LSU will already be bitching and moaning. Yes. But that they, you give them two or three years, and the first weekend in November is going to start becoming relevant again. Right. Minus, minus Joe Burrow. That, that was an anomaly. 2019. Um, so it's always an anomaly when Alabama doesn't win. You talk about it all the time. When Alabama loses, <laughs> you talk about it all the time. So don't tell me Alabama losing is not. You don't tell anomaly. me about my team. Yeah. You, Alabama wins and everyone rolls their eyes and they lose and they point fingers. Rousey, I just, I just have Virginia and I have the Dallas Cowboys. What else? I, this is all I have. So I'm sorry. I'm a little defensive. All right. You're right. Let's get to it. Let's get, let's, we only have five minutes left. Let's get to the power five conference championships. I'll kick it to you to go first. What, who do you get the two you have out of coming out of the big 10? So I got the, the big 10 you said, yes. Cool. Oh, uh, Ohio state. Yes. Ohio state. I already put out, put them in the East. I had them in the lock. They play at Michigan state. I thought, mm, question mark might, might lose that game possibly. Um, but I think even if they lose that, they're still going to win the East pretty, pretty easily. Um, Agreed. The other side was tough. Yes. I went with Wisconsin just because. Me too. They they came off they came off a, a high at the end of the season last year. They play at Ohio State. I think early on in the season, but then they'll have a rematch in the Big Ten title game in Indianapolis. I believe is where they play, home of Matt Ryan. And I didn't want to pick Iowa, Minnesota, row the boat, and Purdue. Although I liked what Purdue did last year. They were fun. They were they were high scoring. But I yeah. Wisconsin. Didn't Purdue beat two three top three teams when they were playing like. Mm-hmm. Purdue they had that silly bowl Penn game Tennessee, Tennessee. I think that bowl game that was like it was like the BYU Virginia oh game was like 60, 68 to sixty. Oh yeah, and he was and he was down. They called him yeah. down, and the play was still going on. And he scored. And Tennessee scored a touchdown OT. And they're like, no, that doesn't count. Like, okay, yeah. well, this is him with a ball over the end zone. Yeah, See, bowl games still matter. That bowl game meant nothing. They still matter in our world. I was watching it with my nephew Ward, and he kept predicting that Purdue was going to win. I was like, Purdue is not going to win. Tennessee's going to win. They're going to beat an SEC team. And then he was like, see, I told you. I was like, that guy was down. <laughs> he's he's five years old. I'm like yelling at my five-year-old nephew like, he was down. This is BS. It's like, Massey, calm down. You're at, home, you're at home with your family over Christmas. Quit yelling at your nephew. Don't um, talk about my Boilermakers like that, Ward. I was between Wisconsin and Iowa. I don't think Iowa does it again. They they worked themselves no. all the way up to number two. Wisconsin just plays enough defense. Well, they'll they'll win the East because the East is wide open. All right, moving on. Give me the your Big Twelve teams. I got Oklahoma as one of them. They're playing. Uh, they host Baylor. They host Oklahoma State. So I gave them the advantage on those. They have the Red River Shootout. They might lose that game to Texas. Massey's national champion. Mm-hmm. And I have Oklahoma State on the other side. So this will be a rematch because they play each other. They're gonna go bedlam. Um, they're gonna go bedlam the next bedlam, week, bedlam. Big 12 championship. Bedlam. I think there's a I think there's a week in between uh that they might play other teams, but yes, bedlam 
team, Bedlam. Uh, Oklahoma State's going, going to come off that tough Big 12 loss against Baylor. They're going to win at Baylor. Oklahoma State will will host Texas and win that game. They'll lose at OU. Then in the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State will win. Oklahoma State champions. I like that a lot. Um, I think you could replace Oklahoma State this year with Kansas State. There's a lot of rumblings what? around Kansas State right now. I haven't read into it, but there mm. is there is some way in which Kansas State can can win the Big 12. I have Texas and Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma gets them in the Red River shootout, and then Texas comes back and wins the Big 12. Tesla. Tesla's Tesla from Texas. <laughs> All right, give me your give me your Pac-12. I got Oregon. Uh, I have them losing at Georgia, obviously, or not, I mean, basically at Georgia. Uh, and then I don't have them losing the rest of the way. Utah, on the other side, I have them losing at Oregon. So Utah goes to Oregon. They'll lose in Eugene. Then, like Oklahoma State, Utah will win in the Pac-12 championship game and beat Oregon in the rematch. Utah is one of those teams a lot like NC State with a little higher expectations. Utah coming off a um, an overachieving season last year. Did they who did they play in the Rose Bowl last year and they almost won it? Ooh, that's a good one. I'll look it up while you talk. I think it was Ohio State. Did they play Ohio State? Yeah, because Michigan went and played in the college football playoff. I'm pretty sure they played Ohio State and gave them a pretty good game. I will be curious to see how Utah does with expectations. All right. Let's go to the ACC, and we'll finish off with the SEC. So ACC, well, who do you got? Locked in Clemson for yep. the Atlantic. Nothing to see there. Um, and then I had a tough Sophie's Choice, Miami-Pittsburgh in the coastal side. Miami, this is what I went with. Miami will lose to Texas A&M, and they will lose to Clemson. Pitt, ha- Pitt will lose. There's no way Pitt's going to like run the table and then have to play at Miami because it's so late in the season. I can't see Pitt going undefeated until that game. Yes. So I see Pitt winning. I see Pitt losing one game and then losing at Miami and then Miami taking it and then Clemson beating Miami in the ACC title game. I think Clemson by Miami beats. They get uh, Clemson wins the AC over Miami. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm out on Pitt. I don't know what it is. I don't think no. people realize that losing. Uh, Whipple and Pickett, how much yeah. of a fact? Like Kenny Pickett had caught lightning in a bottle. I think Pitt will take a significant step back this year. I don't think they're going to be ACC title contenders. All right, last up with the last minute we have the SEC. Tell me how Bama and Georgia are going to make their way to the SEC championship. <laughs> I know, I know. Bama lock beating A and M. That's their biggest game of the season. I'd say that they're hosting A and M. Georgia, I put at Kentucky question mark so that's the the thing i think georgia might i think they might regress into their old ways and lose Mm -hmm. a game that they just mentally weren't prepared for all right screw it kentucky bama and i'm drop georgia by week four (laughs) sports fans (laughs) or whenever they play kentucky (laughs) that is all the time we have for you this week we are a radio show but we do come in podcast form so download our podcast we are teton sports talk all right guys that's it that's all